surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Let's Talk About It. This is Taylor Nolan, and I am your host. And today we're going to get into relationships and uncoupling and all kinds of fun stuff. I'm really excited because conscious uncoupling has been something I've attempted in the past. At some points, I have done, and I'm really excited to speak with our guest today, um, who will be Simone Milisas, who is an international speaker on entrepreneur, creator, author, and she's also the worldwide coordinator of Access Consciousness, which I had Dr. Dane here on a few episodes ago, um, who's the co-founder of Access Consciousness. And he came on to talk about um, his book, Return of the Gentleman, but also to talk about this Access Consciousness and all the workshops that they do with that. Um, So a little bit of worlds colliding here again, Um, but she's an acclaimed business and life mentor. And she travels the world facilitating seminars with Access Consciousness. Uh, She's been an author of several different books. And uh, today we're going to be talking about her new book, Are You Sure You Want One? Uh, All about relationships. So this book is not about love and romance and telling you to have the perfect relationship. Instead, it actually offers questions you can ask every single day to create what you truly desire in your relationships. Um, Authors Brendan and Simone have been willing to look at every aspect of themselves and their relationship and have the vulnerability to share it all with readers in this book. Uh, So literally in the book, it kind of goes back and forth of uh, both of their outlooks on things and and their opinions in this. So uh, whether you've been single for years, looking for love, unhappy in your relationship, or perhaps you've lost that spark, uh, relationship, are you sure you want one, is the perfect read for anyone, really no matter the situation. It brings up a lot of really great topics that can be covered. And in addition to this book, uh, Simone and co-author of this book, Brendan, also have a vlog called No More Sugar Coating, answering all of your relationship questions um, and one thing that is super interesting to me, which made me really excited to uh, have Simone on as a guest today, is that her and Brendan were together for eight years. And right as the book was coming out, they broke up their relationship. So, and have now created a whole new relationship for themselves. So, all this is very fascinating to me and I have many questions and I hope it will be helpful for you guys, uh, whether you're navigating uh, being single or in a new relationship or in a long-term relationship, no matter what that relationship looks like. Um, I hope that this episode will be helpful today and I will definitely be getting some of my own personal questions answered as well. So um, I'm very much looking forward to this and uh, without any further ado, we can get started with our guest. So Welcome, Simone, to the show. Thank you so much for being here. You just told me you're in Mexico. So thank you so much for making the time for this call. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. It's a good, actually, because it's a good time zone for me with you. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, as I was doing kind of the research on you and all of this, um, you do so much work. Like, you are such a boss, such a hustler. <laughs> 
I am. You know what? And I've pretty much always been like that. But it's funny because I don't look at myself as doing a whole lot of things Mm -hmm. until someone says something and they go, oh, my God, did you just do all of that in one morning? Or you've got all those projects done? I'm like, yeah, what else? What else? What else? Yeah. You're like you you create so much. And I, I mean, I love it. It's very helpful for people. But I also wonder, I'm like, how do you relax? <laughs> well, do you know what is really interesting about that? Um, a long time ago, my mother said to me, uh, you have no idea how to relax. And I was like, mm. oh my God, she's right. I have no idea how to relax. And then I looked at it and went, mm, hang on a second. What's her idea of relaxing? Yeah. And I went, oh, it's sitting in front of the TV for hours. And I went, yeah, you're right. I have no idea how to relax as far as you're concerned. Mm-hmm. So I find, I mean, even getting on a plane, I mean, because living in Australia, yeah. some flights are like 14 hours, 17 hours. Mm-hmm. I actually find that quite relaxing as well because no one can get hold of me. So I'm like, right, yes. champagne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of that quiet time is, is yeah. relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have so many questions about your book, about your relationship, all of it. Um, So first, I want to kind of start off here. Um, I was just mentioning, you know, that you were in this relationship with Brendan for eight years. And then as the book came out, you guys consciously uncoupled, the relationship broke up. Um, And I'm so, I'm hoping you can touch just a little bit on like what that process was like for you. Uh, it was, um, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world. And it's so funny because we, yeah, we did, we wrote the book. And the reason we wrote the book was we, you know, we travel around the world all the time doing seminars. And one of the questions that we see so many people tripping up on is relationships. Mm-hmm. And people would always comment about ours and say, what are you doing? How do you do it? You know, and we would, we would use the tools of access consciousness and talk about it. And then, so finally someone was like, put it in a book. So we did. Mm-hmm. And it's quite confronting. It's quite vulnerable. We tell yeah. a lot of personal stories, you know, and, and we did that. And our lives have changed so much, Taylor. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know if you know, but like launching a book, it's like people think it's like you write it, then it gets out. It doesn't happen like that. It's yeah. like there's all these different processes to go through. So it's quite a few months. And in the process of the book being ready and then launching it, we did. We, we broke our relationship up. And, uh, and it, Brendan actually was the one that broke the relationship up. And I pretended, I've got to say, that I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And yet, if I really looked at it, I was, I, I, you know, started to look at it. I went, you know what? Our relationship wasn't what it was for so many years. We were together for yeah. eight years. And probably the last six, ten months, it was sort of like maintaining it. And I don't know about you, but to me, if I'm going to be in a relationship, maintenance is not what I'm looking for, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. something that's a, a little bit more fun than that. Yeah. So when I got over my point of view, I, and I saw his side of it as well and then went, all right, what are we going to do here? So I wouldn't lie to you. I wasn't, we weren't like, oh yes, this is all great. And mm-hmm. we're all fine now. I mean, yeah. I always say, if you're going to break up a relationship, you know, get a bottle of champagne and celebrate. Well, we got a bottle of wine, went out onto the veranda and were prepared to have World War Three because we were like, right, what's going on? And Taylor, it was one of the best conversations we've mm-hmm. ever had. I think because we were both willing to lose each other in totality, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. So it has been, and it's probably been about uh, 10 months now. And 
you know, even just yesterday we were chatting and about the friendship that we have together and we desire to create something greater together. We created something great when we were together, you know, as lovers or whatever you want to call it. So yeah. now we're like, what can we create as friends? Mm-hmm. So it's been rocky. It's been all different, um, you know, I, I guess emotions going on. And the one thing that we have both been for each other is honoring of each other and honoring of ourselves of mm-hmm. what what works for us. Yeah. I think I think it's so important to acknowledge that, you know, it 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 it's not easy that it is hard to do something like that. I think when people hear, you know, that that a that a couple has consciously uncoupled or that they're still friends afterwards that it was just this, you know, smooth transition and that, you know, they're just holier than thou. Um but that it is difficult and all these motions do yeah. come up and and I think that that's all kind of a part of the process. Um, and even as you, like, I think, I think this conversation is a very, it's, it's an, it's kind of a, a niche conversation because the way that you're looking at relationship is so different, I think, than how yeah. traditionally relationships have been looked at where for some people that maintaining of the relationship is just all that they are striving for and feeling like they want that comfort and they want to just know that they have found the one and that they can, (laughs) you know, that, that they can live just a a comfortable life. And, you know, I think that was definitely what a lot of us are kind of trained and um, raised to think that we want. Um, And I think a, a whole lot more people now, maybe more than in the last decades or history um, are wanting something more out of our relationships and really calling for not only more of ourselves, but more of our partner. And um, I know in my relationship right now, uh, for him, it is so much about what we're creating together. And I love you use this word creationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And could you just (laughs) kind of expand on what creationship means for you? Yeah, well, if you look up, um, I mean, the word relationship literally means the distance between two things. And people are like, oh, I wish I had a relationship. Or, you know, they always refer to the relationship. So as a joke, because, you know what, gosh, life should be funny. You should, you know, if you can turn everything into that sort of with that sense of humor, then and that joy and gratitude, you'll have a whole lot more show up without any judgment. Mm -hmm. So what we looked at was, oh, what if we didn't call it relationship? What if we called it creationship? And with creationship, you can create together and you can, you know, create uh, separately or whatever that is. But there's this, always this level of trust and honoring and vulnerability and gratitude that you have for each other. Like um, years ago, the big, you know, my friends, the big joke was, oh, Simone, if you ever get married, you're going to have to marry someone who's like a doormat. Mm-hmm. Because I was always traveling and going away. And I was like, what if it wasn't a doormat? What if it was someone who was willing to have me as me with my lifestyle. And I was like, hey, honey, off for two months. Love you. Come over if you want, but I'm going. Bye. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and we had something different. Like, so for me, you know, being in a creationship is someone who's in total allowance for the amount I travel. Mm-hmm. Like they can come if they want or be create their own thing as well. And yeah. I do see when people, like, I think there's a difference between creating together and people define that as something um, that mm-hmm. we must always do everything together. Whereas, for example, Brendan was an is amazing cook. Like he was, you know, top 100 in Australia MasterChef and mm-hmm. I make salads. That's about it, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, but I would sit at the kitchen bench with a glass of wine on my computer and work while he would make this amazing meal. 
to me, that's creating together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I agree. I think that there's a sense of, of teamwork involved in creating things in a relationship where, yeah. um, you know, your partner may be the person that is more doing the act of creating, but your support in that um, yep. is the creation together. All right. So it's time for a short break here. I just want to talk about something that I think is super relatable and very honest and real for myself that when I get home at the end of a long day, my sweatpants are on immediately and I don't actually even own a microwave. So I can't even really pop in like a quick meal. Um, I either have to make sure I've really, you know, meal prepped for the week or that I'm just like, great. (laughs) Now I don't know what, what I'm going to do. So I have absolutely loved using DoorDash. I'm all about the convenience of it, uh, the fact that I don't have to take my sweatpants off. And some days I just don't want to leave. Some days I've been gone all day or I've been traveling. And so it's so nice to just be home and get some restaurant quality food um, with my living room dress code, if you will. Uh, So I really, really want to share with you guys more about DoorDash because they help connect you to your favorite restaurants in your city. The ordering is so easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and then your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. And I want to be clear here. This is not just your favorite pizza joint um, that's on DoorDash, but there are over... 340,000 restaurants and 3,300 cities. So you might find a new favorite too. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, which is super helpful for me because when I'm visiting Canada, man, I can still use this. Uh, You can order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle and Chick-fil-A. And honestly, don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, uh, Let's Talk About It listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code TALK. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code TALK. Don't forget, that's promo code TALK for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. And who doesn't like a little bit of money off of their food order? (laughs) Discounted food. (laughs) That's quality. So I hope you guys take advantage of that and enjoy using DoorDash. And we can get back to the show. Um. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious if if this is kind of a an outlook and a value in relationships that you've always had that you were raised with, or if this kind of came about through uh, this relationship. <laughs> I again would like to say yes, of course, Taylor. I've always had no, right? not no. Uh, I'm going to say my mum and dad. I mean, I I didn't choose relationship for ages because I was like, I didn't see a good one. Why would I choose one? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would choose these little three month affairs, and then I'd be like, okay, I'm done. Thank you. Bye. You yeah. Know? And, and I, and I, when I watched my parents, it's like my mother was always yelling at my father and I, and I remember saying to him, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? Mm -hmm. And he was a devout Catholic. So to him, you know, he was like, I chose this, I need to stay here. And I'm like, okay, I, I honor that too with him. And I'm going to tell you, I picked every boyfriend that I picked pretty much either judged me um, or my body, or both. Mm. And I see so many people do that. They pick people who have the same judgments of them because then you go, oh, you know, ta-da, match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like they've got the same judgments of me as I do so that you never have to change. Mm-hmm. And when I was sort of done with that and realizing how destructive that was to my life, my body, everything, my future, I literally asked for someone who was kind, caring, and nurturing to show up. That's mm. it. 
There wasn't an age. There wasn't a look. There wasn't an amount of money they earned. Nothing. It was yeah. like kind, caring, and nurturing. So to me, that's a really different way to ask for someone to show up that comes into mm-hmm. your life. Totally. And you have a chapter on kind of being single in this book and of, of noting that being single is, is not a bad thing. And I think no, it is something yeah. that people struggle with so much. And I think it's also a, it's, it's uncomfortable sometimes because sometimes just being alone is something that we can be uncomfortable with. And even sometimes the idea of getting out of a relationship just that factor of the fear of being single can keep you in that unhappy. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that we do talk about in the book is the five elements of intimacy. And I would ask that you you start to have these with yourself, which is vulnerability, trust, allowance, Mm -hmm. gratitude, and honor. Um, Because if you do rely on someone else to fulfill you, to complete you, to be your other half, find Mm -hmm. the one, it's like, it's never really going to create something just friggin' awesome off the charts because you're always depending on that person for something. To me, if you have all of you so that if you don't like being alone, start to ask yourself and go, okay, so what is it I don't like being, you know, what is it about being alone that I don't like? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. ask yourself questions. Don't judge it. Ask yourself questions and be aware of it because if you have that space that you can be on your own, you can travel on your own, live on your own, go to the movies on your own, like whatever that is, and you're not going into judgment, then you have a much like cleaner space, I want to say, to invite someone else in that adds. Because one of the things that we talk about with creationship too is, you know, what if relationship was about creating at least 20 times more with someone than what you would alone? So it adds to your life. It's not I mean, I remember this guy in Australia years ago, he said something about his wife and he was like, oh, yeah, the old ball and chain. And I was like, you call your wife the ball and chain? And I was like, no. I mean, he was joking. But, it, yeah. but that is a mentality that so many people have. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, the other half won't let me. I'm sorry. But how old are you? Mm-hmm. And someone won't let you do something? Like what if there was this constant place of creation, constant place of judgment and a constant state of expanding it mm-hmm. like every day? Yeah. Yeah, it's I I'd, I'd like to get your your viewpoint on this as I reflect my myself here. Um when it comes to creating things in your relationship, um so my partner for example, he is such a go-getter. Like he hustles so hard. He's the CEO of a startup and he is just like if he could literally work 20 hours a day and be like, this is what I got to do. <laughs> and yeah. for him, he is so motivated by creating these projects. He's very like, you know, yeah, we're going to strategize and come up with a business plan for like all these different things. And for me, I'm someone who moves much slower and I'm, I don't have such a confidence when it comes to business mind. (laughs) My business mind is not as well developed as my emotional mind is. Um, And I'm curious, for me, I become very cautious of feeling like our relationship is based off of the things that we're creating together. And that if I'm not creating, then am I losing value as I show up in this relationship? Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and so one of the things I would, would, would say to look at is, because the way you just described it, it's like, you're, what if you weren't slower? What if you were different? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think people have to start looking at. And to me, I mean, some of the, you know, I wrote another book called Joy of Business Mm -hmm. and, you know, I do these classes called Business Done Different as well. And to me, your partner sounds like how I function. It's like loves the startup, loves the creativity, loves the, right, how are we going to put this into place, you know? Mm -hmm. And then once it's in place, my guess is once it's in place, it's making money and it's, it's getting built up. He gets bored. There's going to be a new project for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's what I do. And I recognize that. I mean, what yeah. I used to do was I used to destroy all these businesses because I, it, you know, wasn't willing to cognitively admit I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I'd start destroying it so that I could go, see, have to create something different, you know? Yeah. And then I started to realize, oh, I'm a creator and a mover of magnitude. That, that's what I love doing. I love creating. Mm-hmm. And I, and the mover is a person who knows what to do now to create, you know, that that can show up in the future. My sense is, is are you more of a connector? Oh, 100%. I'm like, let's talk about our feelings all day long. And he's like, Taylor, what what projects are you doing? (laughs) Well, men don't like to talk about feelings. Can I say that? Yeah, uh, not at all. They really don't. That's one of the scariest things in the world for men. Yes, yes. It's scary sometimes for me. So I'm like, I get that it's scary, but like, let's do it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, for you, not for him. Yes. No, <laughs> no. Yes. he just won't. he wants to make sure you're okay, you're happy, you're looked after, and he's the man. Mm-hmm. It's like that's yeah. that's the primal instincts that we actually have. And mm-hmm. then some women function like men, and some men function like women. Yeah. So you got to be willing to you know be aware of all of that as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what I would what I would say is start to look at the area that you actually like. You said you do contribute to him by the the connecting that you do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I like to joke that, you know, all he does is work. And so if I wasn't also like super invested in the emotional component of our relationship, like if I had the same work ethic that he has, where where would we have a relationship? (laughs) I always joke about that. But but I do think it is a combination of finding a balance and recognizing where we do have different strengths and can learn from each other. All right. So it's time for a short little break here. I just want to bring this topic up because our phones, we are so attached to. And honestly, I, I, I don't, I know kind of what a day without my phone would be like. Um, I have done, you know, times of disconnection, but, uh, to break my phone is actually terrifying. The idea of like losing everything on my phone scares the living bejesus out of me. Um, and so, the people that go around life without a case on their phone honestly blows my mind. And I have to say, I want my phone to be as protected as possible, but then you don't want it to be this like super hardcore protective case that's just like, you know, really intense looking and doesn't actually uh, look cute. Like you really have to sacrifice your style in order for your phone to actually be protected. Uh, so I'm really excited because I recently found Casetify, which takes takes that concern away. I'm able to get the best of both worlds with military grade drop protection and a stylish phone case that I actually am like cool to show off. Like it doesn't, it's not so out there that people are like, oh dear Lord, like you're trying to protect your phone. Uh, but it's also like nice and sleek and chic and uh, kind of similar to my actual phone. So they have thousands of designs you can choose from and have done some great collaborations with different celebrities. Um, and you can also do your own collaboration where you create custom cases with your favorite colors and text. And of course, they really do protect your phone. So case to 
identify cases. We'll help your phone uh, be safe through drops as high as six feet and more, <laughs> which is a pretty intense. <laughs> um, so yeah, my case is super cute. It's nice and clean and sleek and keeps my phone really safe. And so I don't have to worry so much about the fear of not being able to use my phone because it's broken. Um, and I want to offer you guys a little deal here. So you can go to casetify.com slash Taylor today to get 20% off your new favorite phone case. That's casetify.com slash Taylor for 20% off of your Casetify purchases. So enjoy. Go get that protection. <laughs> Protection's really important in many areas of our lives. So you're welcome. I hope you guys take advantage of that handy dandy little discount code and we can get right back to the show. Um, one of the things that that you brought up in the book that you had several chapters on that I super appreciated was about this topic of money. And it's something that I've talked on the podcast before about how my partner and I try to navigate that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's especially, you know... <laughs> We, we joke that it's feminism on convenience, feminism right. on demand, uh, where, you know, I think many women struggle today of wanting those kind of primal needs of like, yeah, sometimes traditionally I do appreciate and like that my dinner is paid for. Uh, yep. But at the same time, I can pay for my dinner on my own. I don't need you to pay for my dinner. <laughs> um, and this balance of figuring out what, what, value money has in the relationship and yeah for me we joke that it's like i'm a feminist i'm a feminist but like on demand like i don't always want to be equal just when i want to be equal (laughs) we're equal otherwise i don't want to spend money (laughs) no that's brilliant i mean i'm the same i love you know when uh you know a gentleman is buying me dinner buying me a drink opening a door opening car door i am so i love that i love being treated like a lady and yet I can also do all those things myself. Yeah. So it is It is sort of, um, what I would say is, is have a look at the energy you have behind it, okay? Because mm-hmm. if you have the energy behind it of like, no, no, I've got this. Like yeah. I just traveled from Australia over to Mexico and I was, you know, joking to a friend of mine. I went, God, the amount of men that offered to help me was awesome. I can lift up my own back. I can do yeah. all of that. But what mm-hmm. I'm practicing is going, oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. And do you know what, I mean, yeah. a, a friend of mine, um, an uh, American friend of mine said to me once, Simone, do you know if you ask me, I will move mountains for you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's not that I'm not capable. He doesn't think I'm not capable. He yeah. actually wants to gift to me as a, as a woman and yeah. he's a man. So yeah. I think if you allow that to occur and then also be, um, be willing to recognize when you pay for something and when you don't. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, in the book we mentioned that, you know, I, throughout our whole relationship, I was definitely the breadwinner. I yeah. was earning way more money to the point even for 18 months, I fully supported Brendan, his dog, his kid, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And yet I kept asking every day, is this a contribution to me? And I got, yes. Okay, cool. And then we ended up buying a house and he designed all the renovations. Like he did so many things that wasn't monetarily, um, you know, had the value on it. I was the one bringing home the money, but he was the one doing this and it worked for us. So I think money in a relationship is like parenting. There is no handbook. Mm -hmm. No one, if you're not trying to get it right and you're functioning from question every single moment of going, all right, what works here? Mm-hmm. And and talking about that, like for quite a few years, we had separate bank accounts. And then at one point I said to Brendan, you know, 
can I have a chat to you? And, and I said, I need to show you my bank accounts and show you everything because he's very good at spending money. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and I went, I need your help. And when I asked for his help and being a woman, if you ask a man for help, they want to help you. That's mm-hmm. their job, okay? So it's a really good manipulation tool. It's a great tool. <laughs> yeah. <and> it works. <laughs> and, and I asked him for help and I showed him everything and he was like, oh, okay. And then mm-hmm. he started helping and he actually started earning more money and things changed. Yeah. And then at one point I said to him, hey, we need, can we have a chat? Because I'm getting really funky about money. Like it just feels weird in my world. And he looked at me and he went, I so thought we were over this. And he said, I thought it was, you know, what's yours is ours and what's mine is mine. Like a ah. joke. And we both just cracked up laughing. And I went, you know what? You're right. All right. I'm done. <laughs> and I did get over it. So yeah. Yeah. That, I that would be me. I'd, in America I would say that. Who, um, I have this friend in America who her and her husband, what they used to do anytime that they got weird about money, they'd get naked and talk about it. And I was like, that's mm. brilliant. I like yeah. that technique. Yeah. Yeah. Get naked and talk about it. Now tell me what's up with money. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, um, I know even for me, I, I would have that same approach of like, what's yours is ours and what's mine is mine. Like I'm right. very... I'm, you were the Brendan. <laughs> yeah. But I also, he is definitely the poorest person I've ever dated. And so I definitely have a lot more money than him, which is very new for me. And so navigating yeah. that of like, okay let's just be equal. But then in reality, if the tables were turned, I would be wanting him to spend more and to pay for more of our stuff. But now I'm in that position and trying to navigate that as a woman and also just being like stingy when it comes to money <laughs> has been a right. has been an interesting part to um, to navigate. And one of the things I found so interesting, I'm just like, we've got to talk about this because there's so many layers to this. I have so many questions. Um, in the book you share, and this is where I love how vulnerable you guys are in this book, um, but you shared that, you know, there was trouble kind of with that intimacy, with it, with initiating or having sex. And you joked about like, oh, well, what if I pay you to have sex? And yeah. then I thought as I was reading, I was like, oh, like, oh, that's great. You know, that she joked about it and then they had sex. But you, I didn't think you actually paid him. I thought it yep, was just, I yeah, I thought at first as I was reading, I was like, oh, that's great. Like they joked about it and then they had sex, but you literally actually gave him that money. <laughs> yeah, I did. We've got to talk uh, about this. <laughs> okay. So this was, um, uh, cause the thing that, that sort of came up for us right initially when like the first couple of years, then when we were dating was about sex and money sort of thing. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was sort of like the thing that he, we would not hold against each other, but I was the one with the money. He was, you know, the one with sex, but mm-hmm. you know, so he could, that was the only thing that he could withhold from me if, if he chose to. Mm-hmm. Right. And the only thing I could withhold from him basically was money. So we had, and it, it we realized, oh, this is not creating anything great. So when he had hardly any money and me sort of going, Hey, here's a hundred dollars, you know, it's sort of like pocket money. It's not much fun. Yeah. So I went, Oh, what could I do here to, to create a different energy? And that's what you want to do is create mm-hmm. a different energy. So when I wanted to have sex one night and he was like, Oh, I don't really feel like it. And I went, okay, so what if I pay you? Paid him $500 and sex was great. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, and any of anyone else from our classes or friends that we've said, do this, they're like, well, that's a really good tool. Yeah. <laughs> so paid $500. But what I loved about it afterwards, he, he could spend that on whatever he wanted. So he went and got a, a massage um, and then he went and bought, um, he bought us dinner and a really beautiful bottle of wine. And it was like, cool, but that was his choice. Mm-hmm. But do you know how much that made him? Like he was like, 
later he said to me felt like such a good man like in that sense of because he wanted to honor me too was like mm-hmm. oh here i can buy you dinner and a really nice bottle of wine with his money because yeah. he earned that yeah. yeah so i highly recommend taylor hmm. pay for sex yeah at least once yeah it's fun yeah. i'm um i'm not as confident at initiating sex sometimes and I definitely enjoy more of like the being ravaged vibe. Like I really like when the man initiates and most men and my partner's sex drive is so connected to their work productivity um, Mm -hmm. where if he doesn't feel like he's getting enough work done, his sex drive isn't as high. And then that does kind of put more of that initiation weight on me. Um, And I'm curious here. Was this five hundred dollars you were already going to have to give him, or was this just like a separate nope. five hundred dollars? Nope, yep, separate. Okay. Just added. So he, can I just uh, talk about that for a second? Because this is I hear so many because we do these um, relationship done different classes as well, and it comes up a lot when women would like the man to initiate, and they are the ones who initiate sex the most. Here's the thing. It men their whole life have been told, no, don't do that. Like, no means no, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like they're waiting for permission. So we have to give them permission. Mm-hmm. It's like even if it's a, I don't know, they're in the shower and you jump in the shower yeah. with them or, you know, start to take their clothes off or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, what if we got over the point of view that we were the initiators? Like, I definitely initiated 80% of the sex in our yeah. relationship. I mean, every time I did, it was great, but... But women, it's such a weird energy because women wait, but the men are going, am I allowed to? Yeah. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed mm-hmm. to? Sort of thing. So mm-hmm. if we started to change that and didn't have a point of view about it, eh, your sex life might actually be even you know, better and greater. And if, what if you said, hey, $500 to just ravish oh, me? Yeah. Blindfold me and tie mm-hmm. me up and ravish me. Yeah. That's it. And my guess too <laughs> is that when there is that financial incentive that they, that that your partner then really wants to make sure you're getting your money's worth. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what occurred. <laughs> yeah. That they're like, I really got to do a good job now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. It's uh, great. I think it is a, it, I've like, I really, I haven't heard of couples doing this before and it, it is so fascinating to me. And I, I try to wonder, you know, from all the kind of different angles as to like what message that could be sending and, you know, how, how a woman might feel that she has to do this in her relationship to feel this connection and to feel this, um, you know, affection. But I think, mm-hmm. I think so much of what I hear in this story is, is really in a way you, A, kind of showing that you care for him by providing that money and saying, you know, this is something I really want with you. And, also, mm-hmm. just a sense of fun, like just just a sense yeah. of just like not taking it so seriously Absolutely. and just saying, yeah. yeah, like let's have fun. Yep. I'm gonna pay you to like ravage me. Well, sex and relationship. What if it wasn't serious and significant? What if it was for fun? And and I want to add, Taylor, um, the founder of Access, Gary Douglas. He was the one who suggested this tool to me mm-hmm. because I decided to have more mm-hmm. sex, and Brandon needed more money, mm-hmm. right? So, and I, I, again, I wasn't like, yay, let's do this. I I was like, I'm not paying for sex. Like I had that point of view, Mm -hmm. you know, that was my first thing I did go to. And then what, and the tools in this book that Mm -hmm. we wrote, Relationship, Mm -hmm. Are You Sure You Want One? The 
like the, all the tools weren't tools that, that we sort of stepped into going, yes, this sounds great. Some of them I went into with resistance. But what I knew was everything that I had been creating wasn't working. So what if I tried something yeah. different? So that's where I was coming from, and that's where it has a really different mm -hmm. angle. So initially, I wasn't jumping up and down with joy, but then I went, okay, I'm going to do this and see if something cha if something changes, and it mm -hmm. did. So, and nearly every person we've ever spoken to about this has that slight resistance mm -hmm. at first, and then when they do it, they look at us with these huge <laughs> smiles on their face, going, "Oh my god, that was awesome!" Yeah, now I'm like, okay, our next visit, like, I might, I mean, I don't know that I would go to five hundred dollars. It's really generous of you, but. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might have some cash incentive in there. All right, it's time for a short little break here. Um, I want to pose a question to you guys. Um, whether it's a job interview or your dating profile, would you agree that your smile can help you make the best impression? It can kind of make or break that first impression. If you agree, um, then I want you guys to keep on listening here because if your smile is not as vibrant as you would like it to be, ARC can help you feel a little bit more confident. Uh, so ARC is a new way to achieve professional level teeth whitening at home for just 30 minutes a day. That's it. Just 30 minutes a day. It can help you reveal a smile that's 50 times whiter than a leading whitening toothpaste, and they offer satisfaction guaranteed. Uh, so it's the, they have a blue light mouthpiece um, that arcs around your entire smile, delivering targeted blue light energy to help weaken sudden stains below the enamel surface, making your treatment more effective than just strips alone. And to help our listeners get a whiter, brighter smile, ARC is offering $15 off your first purchase of a blue light kit when you visit arcsmile.com and use promo code TALK at checkout. Go to arcsmile.com and use promo code TALK for $15 off your blue light whitening kit. That's arcsmile.com with promo code TALK. So I hope you guys enjoy and now we can get back to the show. Um, but you mentioned access consciousness and a few episodes ago I had Dane on, um, and mm -hmm. he was really great and I had never heard of access consciousness before. Um, and so there's still like mm -hmm. so many questions and whatnot I have about this, but, um, I'm curious kind of how, how you got into this and how you've kind of seen it play a role kind of specifically in relationships, um, with, with him, we kind of talked, we actually had a great conversation around even just the word lady, which I really appreciated. Right. <laughs> but, nice. um, yeah. but yeah, cool. yeah. If you can touch on just how that has impacted how you show up in relationships. Yeah. Um, I came across Access Consciousness about 18 years ago and I was, I was cranky. I, <laughs> uh, I actually had a friend of mine who had just died. She'd been surfing in Bali and got bitten by a mosquito very rare wow. and died within three days. And I was like, angry. Wow, yeah. like, you know, I just wanted everything to go away. And, and I was actually, I was at a mind, body and spirit festival in Sydney, Australia. And I had my business there that I was doing. And that's actually when I met access consciousness and Gary Douglas was there. And I got something that we do in access called bars mm -hmm. and it's, you know, 32 points on the head that you run and it's fantastic. And someone started, you know, running my bars and, uh, I started crying and I was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. I jumped off the table. I was like, I have to go back to work. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is too, too much. much. I can't. <laughs> and yes, I was. I was like, stop. And uh, and then 
I was like, I had no idea why I was crying. And I get now, I mean, you don't have to cry if you get your bars <laughs> run. It was just where I was at at that yeah. moment. I obviously needed something different. And I also get, I was definitely on a road to destruction mm. um, at, at some point in my life. And, if, and even then I was taking a lot of mm. drugs. I was doing a lot of things to, I was trying to find something else. Like I was like, there's got to be something different. There's got to be something mm. else. So and then I met Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, and he just intrigued me the way he was so different to everyone else. He wasn't walking around Mind, Body and Spirit Festival with like, I have the answer. Mm-hmm. He was, there was this more energy of empowering you. And that's the tagline of Access, empower you to know that you know. Mm-hmm. So actually it was the, and he was talking at this expo. And so he was doing a, a thing on relationships, a seminar on relationships. And I never desired a relationship. Like I said before, I was like, I can't see a good one. Why would I do it? I'm done, Mm -hmm. you know, but I wanted to hear him speak. So I went to this seminar and I loved it. He was so irreverent. He swore. He was like, he said, don't trust me, trust you. And he was talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time ever that I did not feel wrong for not desiring a relationship. Because, you know, like we mentioned previously, it's this reality so projects on you that if you're single, yeah. it's wrong. Especially as but a it's woman. Not. And I will, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, I know. As a man, you're a yeah. bachelor. As a woman, it's like, ooh, yeah. what's, you know, something must be up with her. She must be crazy mm-hmm. or whatever, yep. you know. So what if we could change that? So I walked out of the seminar going, oh, I'm not wrong for what it is that I'm choosing with my life. So I was really grateful for that. And that was my first introduction to access. And, you know, me being me, of course, I was like, what else, what else, what else, what else, what next, what what next, you know? And then here I am 18 years later and I've been the worldwide coordinator of access for about 16 years. So it's been a fun, awesome journey. And I mean, access tools are with everything. Like I, you know, said I've written the book Joy Business because I love business. And I've also written a book called Getting Out of Debt Joyfully, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, can change all your money stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So there's so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when you, when you start something, you like go really into it. You're like, you're not half-assed in anything. No, but I don't, I, I just think that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like when people comment and I always go, why yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I do very much appreciate in the book is that uh, you guys, the, the tools that you're talking about, just kind of so listeners have an idea, literally at the end of each thing, there's like a section of kind of like takeaway questions and things like to literally yeah. um, kind of do. So I, I think that part is super helpful for people. Mm-hmm. Home play, we call it. Not homework because homework's oh, horrible. Home play. Home play. Yeah. I like that. Home play, home play, (laughs) creationship. (laughs) I'm getting so many good things from you. Um, And and another thing is kind of the emphasis on on gratitude in relationships. Um, And I got to say, I did a, um, I was in a very public relationship for a while. And when it came to an end, what I shared on the podcast was, really this this struggle and really making an intentional decision to walk away with gratitude and feeling like mm-hmm. it's so yeah. uncomfortable for me to think about the positives in this relationship, knowing that it is over. But I would rather soak in that than 
mm-hmm. feel so upset and feel so angry and just feel like so yep. resentful, which was part of how I felt in the relationship. So I was like, I don't want to carry this on. <laughs> um, but of no. recognizing, yeah. you know, that this was a person that you shared your life with. This was a person that you found love with. This was a person that you developed such a strong friendship with and to, you know, express gratitude and appreciation for those um, so that you don't kind of carry all of that negativity with you. And it's such a uncomfortable place to be because all you kind of want to do is like protect yourself, you know, and um, give yourself that positive reinforcement of why this is not a good relationship to be in anymore. Um, and so if you think about the positive, it's like, oh, wait, well, should I be in it then? And you go through all these kind of like mind games, these uh, obstacles in your mind, but... I think that that emphasis on gratitude is so important and I I don't feel like we see enough people talk about it. And I think some people thought I was a little bit of a weirdo for trying to do that. Well, maybe you are a weirdo, but I am too. So, (laughs) So, but that's the thing about the conscious um, uncoupling. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know Drew Barrymore talks about it and uh, also Gwyneth Paltrow and um, Chris from Coldplay and the way they did it. And I'm sure that they had these moments that were up and Mm -hmm. down too. But where they're heading is we don't want to have that. I mean, I think I read this quote from Drew Barrymore that said something like, why would I focus on the bitter instead of actually remembering the sweet? And that's the thing. I mean, do you know, this is, this is weird. My mother says that we're weird. But Brendan and I still have never had a fight ever. We, we haven't. We didn't fight during our relationship uh, ever. And we didn't actually fight as we broke up either. It was like, okay, like hmm. definitely conflict, like, um, conflict in the emotions. Like I was sad or there was, you know, um, getting angry or something like that, but not like this, like yelling yeah. and, and, uh, and fighting to, you know, try and find this alignment and agreement mm-hmm. and having the resistance and reaction. It wasn't like that. It was just like, oh, okay. So now what? And, I think if you have that gratitude, like you said, that's that makes me so happy because you chose to be in a relationship with someone. Yeah. For God's sake, why can't we be grateful for that person? And it's like they've changed, you've mm-hmm. changed. You know, some things didn't mm-hmm. work out. But as I say, you know, we're not penguins. Penguins, you know, mate for yeah. life. We're, we're not. We're more like dolphins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what if, I mean, I would prefer to have finished the relationship with Brendan after eight awesome mm-hmm. years then, you know, when you hear people say, oh, they've been married for 42 years and a great relationship. And it's like, is it because it's 42 Mm -hmm. years or did someone have a great relationship with two years? Like, where do you define Mm -hmm. great? You know, did they get on well? Yeah. And I think that that's part of where this kind of the, what I think is very traditional of relationships looking like this kind of maintenance um, that that we talked about earlier on, that, Mm. that that maintenance has kind of just become the goal because it's almost like the period of time, the length of time is really the goal. Just almost in a way, just to make yeah. sure you're not alone for your the rest of your life. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, I think, I, I don't know, I, I go back and forth and I guess part of me wants to challenge this notion that, you know, our relationships, I don't think always have to have this element of fun and and creation and that sometimes it is okay for the relationship to just be and I think having periods of maintenance mm-hmm. can be really important as it provides um, opportunity for check-ins in a way but I I definitely think that you know for the most part when we look at 
really long-term relationships, like you said, that it has just become this maintenance and neither one of the people are actually really happy. They're just in it because they've been in it for so long and now they just don't want to be alone and they don't want to go back to trying to date. (laughs) I know. If you're not happy, it's like, you know, why would you do it? I mean, I was talking to a friend the other day and she was talking about a friend of hers who's gay and they said, oh, if we're 50 and we're not with anyone, let's move in together so that we don't have to be alone. And I looked at it and I went, you might want to check in if you actually like being alone when you're 50. And she was like, oh, good point. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 50. And, you know, someone said to me the other day, God, the house you live in is quite extravagant for one person, isn't it? And I went, yeah, it's great because Brendan left mm-hmm. that house. And so there was me and Brendan, the dog, and, and Nash, his, his son as well. So I now have this huge house, you know, and I love it. It's great. I've turned in the gym, there's a beautiful office. It's like it's got everything. So I'm not actually out there looking for another relationship. I wouldn't refuse it if one Mm -hmm. showed up, but I don't need it. It's not based on necessity. And that's one thing too, Taylor. I see people choose relationship based on necessity and not Mm -hmm. choice. And it should be about choice and not, you know, as you say, the maintenance. It's like, oh, now I'm safe. No, what if every day you were in question? Mm -hmm. And I also think it's important to, like, it's not, you know, having that, like, we talk about creating and creationship and, you know, creating together, but you've also got to have space. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one thing Brandon and I were very good at, at doing. Like, we'd be in the house together for, you know, ages. We also traveled together a lot. And, you know, some days you might just have one meal together or a glass of wine yeah. or something. And it's like there's, there's so much space. And can I give you and your listeners Mm -hmm. a hint too with being a woman? And if you have a man that requires space, Mm -hmm. that's a real thing. Man cave is a real thing. (laughs) They need to have that. And so many women go to, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Is it me? Did I upset you? Did I do something? And my suggestion is say to your partner, you know, one thing, just go, hey, you good? Do you need anything? And they'll say no and go, cool, well, I'm here if you need anything. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And Mm -hmm. leave it. Leave the house. Leave them alone. It's like most men require that man cave time, whereas women don't. Women go blah, 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 blah. And we chat about everything. I could chat about everything. And when you chat like that to a – yeah, when you chat like that to a man, a man's looking for what do I have to Mm -hmm. fix? Yeah. You know, what do I have to do? I mean that, you know, kill it, mount it, or fix it is a real thing too. Mm -hmm. It's like that's where men function from. And it's like, whereas women will sit around and talk about stuff, you know, for hours. Yeah, that (laughs) literally was a conversation. Uh, My partner and I are are long distance, so that space was kind of built in. Um, And he is such a minimalist, actually, that he would likely have a place that doesn't have a man cave. Even in my one-bedroom apartment, he's like, yeah, we're fine in here. And I'm like, no, this is my space. (laughs) Like, I need my space. Um, (laughs) But we literally just had this conversation in our last visit where... I do spend so much time talking and thinking about my relationship. Um, and, right. you know, it's it's so interesting, this um, switch almost that clicks when I'm just like casually yeah. dating someone versus once mm-hmm. we like become in a committed, you know, for me, especially like a 
publicly committed relationship um, that this switch almost just like turns and I'm like, I got to show up as everything. Like this is, you know, I'm just fully, fully present and I'm like analyzing all the different dynamics and trying to just like, like, I'm like, yeah, like we can work on this. We can work on this (laughs) where like, he's just like, Taylor, I literally just want to hang out and like watch a movie and where... I like you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but where and, and I started thinking about this and I'm like, you know, I, I cannot be the only person that does this. And also knowing that it is most of what my girlfriends and I talk about is we talk about our relationships and there is such this emphasis on it. But then I also have other girlfriends who like literally that would be the last thing that they would ask me in a conversation where I'm like, this is yeah. so interesting in such a different way. And I think again, has to do a little bit with how we're socialized and how we're raised as girls and women, but, um, of, you know, my kind of, uh, home play, uh, after our visit, each visit, we try to leave with things that like we both want to work on. And for me, this visit, it is, you know, focusing a little bit less on our relationship and focusing more on just me as an individual and separating that. Cause I'm like, yeah, I have a hard time becoming dependent once I'm in that relationship, but outside of that relationship, I'm like, I'm totally cool. I'm like, I'm good to go. But something else gets like flipped. I don't know if it's just the cancer in me. That's like, you know, I just, I'm so nurturing. I just want to nurture the relationship. (laughs) Well, it's funny because you like the way you describe that too, and it's, it's so many people, you know, in this reality do that, and they start then when they make the relationship start to mean yes. something. Like whereas before you're just like, oh hi, yeah. and you get excited, like every molecule in your body's like, yeah. yay, I get to see them, mm-hmm. you know. And whether it's movie, dinner, sex, whatever, it's just like you're like, yeah. yay. And then, like you said, when it starts to get like that, all this meaning all goes into it. So what I would ask, mm-hmm. yeah. So if you had no projections, no, you know, no projections, no expectations, no meaning, no judgment, no, yeah. you know, um, rejections that create that separation, then what would mm-hmm. you have? So if you can take that out of it um, and and sort of relax into it, I mean, one of the tools we use too is with your partner, it's like, what if you called them your enjoyable other? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, here's my enjoyable mm-hmm. other. And it's like, because then it's just something that you enjoy, yeah. but you don't give up on you. Like, you mentioned Dane mm-hmm. here, and one of the things that he did this funny um, skit once in a class, and he's talking about how you meet someone, and you're like, wow. And it's like you have this, like, you know, this lust, whatever you want to call it, and you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and you're playing with this person, and you're being all yeah. of you. And then the next time you go, oh, hang on a second, they might not like this part of me, so you chop off your arm. And then the next time you see them, you go, oh, they might not like this either, so that you chop off another arm. And then, you know, you keep chopping off parts of you because you decide, you, or you already judged it, that they will not like that. Whereas in truth, when they first saw you, they mm-hmm. liked you. They were like, oh, yeah. hi. So what if you kept being all of you, like all of mm-hmm. it, and women especially tend to hide so many yeah. things. And then, I mean, the big joke is, oh, it's six months out. Now yeah. you can see, you know, the crazy woman. My, my partner this. likes to joke that there's 50 shades of Taylor. <laughs> Cause I'm right. like, I got, I got a big personality. I got a lot of different parts of me. <laughs> well, women, I, I know I'm allowed to say it cause I'm a woman, but women can be crazy. Yeah. It's like men don't talk about relationships mm-hmm. all the time. They don't think about it all the time and women yeah. do so i mean brendan was just saying to me i don't know what it is about you know if you have a vagina yep. <laughs> it's like something goes crazy and i was like i know and it's like some are just a little bit crazy but there's a little bit of crazy in all totally. of us and what if what if we that was okay mm-hmm. like in the sense of that's okay that's you and 
and look for the areas, like you say, like what areas do you need to work on? Look for the areas where you're making it mean something. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things we talk about too is being like, you know, a heart tripper or a head tripper. And a head tripper is the person who thinks about the relationship all the time. Like they're always like, what are, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pointing exactly. at myself. Like, he, 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 didn't, he didn't call me. What does this mean? You know, it's like all mm -hmm. that. Or um, the heart tripper, you know, goes to that meaning all the time of like, you know, he didn't open the door. What does that mean? It's like, or he sent me one rose, not 12 roses. What mm -hmm. does that mean? Or, you know, what, he wrote this on the card instead of this. What does that mean? It's like, I'm sorry. Poor men, men are out there going, doing the best they possibly mm -hmm. can, and they don't realize how crazy women can be with the head tripping and the heart tripping, you know, of what that all looks like. So even if you ask the question, okay, am I head tripping or heart tripping about this? And one of the, the things we have in Access Consciousness is a, what we call a clearing statement. And Dane talks about it on a website called theclearingstatement.com. But even ask, like if you go, okay, so am I heart tripping or head tripping about this? And everything that creates that, because it's a created, it's an invention, you know, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot on, in shorts, boys and beyonds, which is a clearing statement. And it's designed to sort of delete all of those places where you have the limitations, the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are locking you up and not allowing something greater to show hmm. up. So it's a little on the odd side, a little on the weird side, but trust me, well, don't trust me, trust you. It works, and you can check it out on theclearingstatement.com. But it's um, it's it's just because we, we you know, I was always heart-tripping, and Brennan used to say to me because I would go comment on something he did or didn't mm -hmm. do, you know, and he'd look at me and go, are you heart-tripping? And I'd be like, oh, crap, I am. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want to do this because you think it's going to create something more. You think judgment is going to create something greater, but it doesn't. It never does. Mm -hmm. Allowance and gratitude and joy will always create something yeah. greater. Yeah, it's it's such a hard hard uh, topic to discuss of you know women and feeling like you're crazy sometimes. There's so much like historical shit to that, and um, in another way, there's really just a, a reality to it that we literally are wired so differently than men sometimes. And like you know, just as a general statement, obviously there are exceptions in there, but I think. Yeah. There are literally times where, you know, I've had to say to my partner, like, you don't need to fix anything. Like, I, I'm just a little crazy right yeah. now. Like, just let me get out my yeah. shit and like, don't take it personally. Don't try to fix it. Just know that sometimes I'm going to be a little crazy. And like, you just got to be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, do you want to go get dinner? But that's perfect. <laughs> but that's brilliant. Yeah. Because you actually, you said what is, and you weren't, like, it's not about judging that you're going crazy. Just go, hey, you know what, I'm crazy right mm -hmm. now, and it, it might last five minutes, ten minutes. And usually you find, if you're willing to talk about that, it lasts a lot less, too, because you're just like, ah. Oh, yeah. It's like if you're angry. You're going to choose anger. Do anger and be, and enjoy it, mm -hmm. you know. But then get <laughs> yeah, over it. Feel all the feelings, yeah. as brilliant. I like to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I I really I have like a thousand more questions and there's so many other things that I'm like we could get into. <laughs> um <laughs> but we have to start wrapping up and I think um the last thing I'd like to kind of discuss before we end um you had in the book, and I don't remember what they were now, but there were kind of four different questions to ask in your relationship every day um, that I remember being like very helpful. But now I'm blanking on what they are. Can you remind me what those were? Uh, I'm blanking on what they are too, except it might be this is like when you, oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, it's not so much about 
being in relationship. It's if you're, you know, about to have sex with someone or you're looking at someone for a relationship, mm-hmm. ask. It's like, will they be fun? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you get a no to that, then don't yes. do anything. I mean, and you try and convince yourself, you know, this person is going to be great. Will they be fun? Will I learn something? Uh, will they be grateful for me? There's a quite a few questions we can have, but I can't remember the so Brennan talks about it too. I think so many people choose for other people, whether it's money, relationships, sex, business, family, whatever that is. But if you choose for you, then you show everyone else that they can choose for them. And I know that we can create something different on planet Earth. Yeah. And you're also in a way showing a lot of respect and, and honoring for yourself to where yeah. then people will know that that is how they have to treat you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's treat beautiful. yourself how that you'd like other people to treat you. Yeah. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. There's a lot of just great tools and content like within the book. Um, and I really love that you guys like broke it up with kind of your piece and then his piece. So you're really getting like yeah. both perspectives of Thank things. Um, yeah. It's a yeah. very like unique way to, to do it that I appreciated. Well, we wanted the men to get a lot of women's perspective as well and the women to get the men's perspective mm-hmm. because we do think that we all think the same and we don't, yeah. like you said. Mm-hmm. We're different creatures. Very. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, if we're, you know, aware of that, then we can choose something mm-hmm. different. But if you're not willing to be aware of it, then you always expect, you know, someone to do a certain thing. Like like you said, you know, you, you're aware that a man will want to fix something. So you go, hey, I don't need fixing. I'm just doing crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, go get a drink, go for a walk or something. I'll be over it soon. I'll ask you if I need anything. That's that's yes. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we got to talk. Um, this flew by, uh, but I really want people to continue to kind of check out some of your work. And um, where could people go and find you? I did just start following you on Instagram, so I'm just gonna okay. keep stalking <laughs> you there. <laughs> Right. Okay. So you can go to uh, a few things, but with the book, you can go to relationshipareyoushoreyouwantone.com and you can see me and Brandon. We have some vlogs mm-hmm. that we do that we hopefully try to keep humorous yeah. and, and light. No, they were. I watched you. And, and okay, I was good. like, yeah. they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then also um, SimoneMillis.com, which is M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com and Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. everywhere, AccessConsciousness.com. There's a bunch yeah. of places. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I'm in a zillion places. So <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, I um, I really need to do some more, um, some more research and uh, look into the Access Consciousness thing more. I think there's definitely a, a lot to take from it and there's yeah. several parts of me that are very intrigued. Um, Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Taylor, for having me on here. This has been awesome. All right. That does it for today's episode. But just want to say thank you guys so much for making it all the way through. And I hope that um, my vulnerability and Simone's vulnerability has given you something to take away and reflect on. Um, Would love if you guys have a minute after listening to this episode, if you could head on over to iTunes and leave a review or even just a star rating. Either way, it would be wonderful to see your guys' support there. It means a lot. Um, I really loved this episode and episodes like this make me feel very happy that I get to do this and and share this with you guys. So definitely let me know what you guys are liking about the show and what you want to see more of. And I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week and do some home play after this episode. And I'll talk to you next time. This podcast 
podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.